ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Well, as the host of Triple J's heavy metal program, The Racket, Lachlan Watt is used to hearing, well, pretty heavy things. But in 2019, his tolerance for the extreme was tested after being given a brain cancer diagnosis. While the doctors were initially successful in removing the tumours in his brain in 2022, informed that uh, the illness had returned, requiring further treatment. Now, through all of that, he chronicled the experience via Twitter and on Instagram. And after another of it, in his words, nuking his brain episode, Lachlan was able to take the experience and use it as inspiration for the music he writes in heavy metal band Run. Here to chat with us now, and it's very uh, nice to be talking to him. G'day, mate. How's it going, Tim? Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. It's uh, very much appreciated. The Overnight's listeners uh, will be, I'm sure... uh, very happy to hear your story. And, and tell me the story. How did you first become aware of the possibility of having brain tumors? Uh, so I um, had a particularly big night out one night mm. and was quite dehydrated, I suppose. And as it turns out, I'd been having mini seizures for a number of years and I had just ignored it because it would always happen when I was... Wow. You know, hungover or dehydrated, been having too much fun. Mm. And I just kind of didn't want to think about it because I thought like maybe I've done some damage from partying too hard. Mm. But as it turns out, that's just like when your your brain contracts and there's not enough moisture in, in your body and it would kind of cause the wires in your brain to trip and I'd get this like little phasing out of reality kind of moment. Gee. And then yeah. all of a sudden it'd be over and I'd be back back in the zone. But one morning there was a, it was like, I remember thinking, whoa, this is the big one. And then next thing I knew I was like, twisted up in extreme pain on the floor of my share house at the time bedroom my uh housemate standing over me and i'm just like drooling on the floor and he's like dude what's going on i'm like oh, wow. i have no idea yeah, yeah. so, so called called an ambulance and then yeah i did a did a scan they're like there's a golf ball sized tumor in your frontal lobe oh my goodness so that's a lot worse than like a, a heavy migraine or just a very bad headache that i mean that really would have been uh, an eye-opener for you surely yeah, and um, I guess I would just say to any anyone just to not, if you ever have symptoms like that, like it'd definitely be worth to go and get tested and like not mm. kind of just try and ignore it. No, look, uh, I had one of these myself. It wasn't uh, brain cancer, it was another form of cancer, but a number of years ago now. So when you get that uh, diagnosis, it really is quite life-changing, isn't it? Yeah, um, it was, I found it like strangely life-affirming mm. in a way. Okay, okay. So I, I think um, you always have the cliche of when people find out that they have a, a terminal illness or something that they have to then go and do all the things that they never got to do in life or go and try all the things that they never tried. But for me, I kind of, um, I felt strangely satisfied when it happened. Like I was like, okay, well, if this is it, if this is the end of me, mm. this is going to kill me, then I've done everything in life that I wanted to do. Yeah, and that actually made me feel quite good, and I felt okay. I kind of just used that angle, I suppose, to uh, feel strong going into what was potentially going to uh, kill me in the end. Yeah, what about the psychological aspects of living with uh, the cancer in terms of you know emotional, mental well-being, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty full on. The second time round which uh, ended up being a false alarm. They operated me on, on me a second time because they thought believed it was coming back and that I was going to have to go through the whole thing all again. But it turns out it was just scar tissue growing out of control. 
as like a side effect to the radiation treatment. Mm. But the second time around, it was it was much much worse because I had built a whole new life for myself. I had found found a partner and started a home with her, and mm. um, I had new goals in life that I hadn't achieved yet. And so when the that second second surgery was coming up, it was a lot harder for me, and it was uh, very very daunting. And I felt a little bit hard done by at that point. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, speaking of the partner and, and friends, you just have to have a support system around you, don't you? Yeah, the uh, community really rallied behind me uh, when I first got my diagnosis and had to take a year off uh, radio to and every form of work and everything to do my radiation and chemo and everything. Hmm. Uh, and they... A friend started a GoFundMe, and I think ended up raising close to thirty thousand dollars, and covered my rent for the year, and enabled me to just kind of relax and not have to stress too hard. Mm. That was uh, very, very special and very heartwarming. Yeah, that's your heavy metal community, as well as you know, family and friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ever, like all sorts of people from all around the world that I had met in my travels. And involvement in the heavy metal community, it's funny, mate, actually, uh, my son and I, one of my sons and I went to uh, to Paul McCartney when he was here, and uh, it was just uh, brilliant to see the old 81-year-old still rocking around. But funnily enough, just next door uh, to where he was playing at the entertainment quarter, there was obviously uh, a heavy metal band playing. I thought, God, but you're playing the same night as McCartney. That's very brave for a start. But you know, <laughs> that community, um, it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, very passionate and very supportive. I don't think it really gets the uh, the recognition in the mainstream for just how big it is. No, no, indeed. Because it really just isn't palatable to a lot of people, so. No, oh, of course, yeah, of course. But, you know, as I keep telling my listeners very often, mate, music's a very subjective thing. So mm. the, the perception of the illness, I mean, did that uh, influence your approach to, to coping and eventually trying to heal? Um... Their, their, of the illness, their, in what way you mean? Well, their perception of it, the uh, the heavy metal community and your own communities, their perception of the um, illness. I mean, I mean, it's obviously it's they're not suffering from it. So, how did it yeah. manifest itself from them? Is I guess what I'm asking. It was incredibly supportive. I think uh, there was a lot more people in the community that were felt a little bit more gravely about it than I did. I suppose I just kind of had a bit of a she'll be right attitude yeah, at the first right. time around yeah. if i'm done from this i'm done and just, i like i just kind of rolled with it and uh i found through many interactions over the course of my treatment there was a lot of people that were just had kind of mind blown by um mm. the fact that i wasn't shaking in my boots over it or that i was sort of dealing with it in a kind of front-on way yeah, well, you know, from my own experience, and, and mine was uh, a pretty serious cancer too, uh, I just tended to become very pragmatic, but a lot of people can't do that. I mean, um, do you have any advice for somebody who might be facing it? And you tend to get a lot of people who just sort of, uh, they don't skate over it, but they don't really want to talk about it, and others who want to talk about it with you a lot. So it's it's different for different people, I think. Yeah. I, I find I've always found that talking about my feelings and whatever I'm thinking and going through has been a very beneficial thing to me. So I guess, mm. and that's kind of, I guess, goes hand in hand with playing music and wanting to sing songs about my life and how I feel about the world. So it's kind of just a 
it's an extension of all of that, just talking about it. I think uh, it's healthier to get things off your chest and people are always willing, well, almost always willing to listen. Didn't really find many experiences where people didn't want to hear about what I was going through. Mm. People always seem to make want to make the time or space for me if I needed it. Yeah, and that's a good point too. I mean, I think people tend to take the lead from you don't they? They they say, well, yeah. sh- should I talk about it or, or not? Well, maybe I'll wait for him to talk about it. So if you do, then they'll join in. Yeah, it's interesting. I've actually had a, a few people in the last year or two, uh, like friends of mine, reach out just to talk about their own personal like health experience that they have like publicly actually been quiet about. So yeah, it is um, definitely mm. very different for everybody, and I I don't expect that everybody would want to want the whole world to to know their business. But no. for me, it just seemed like the most logical way to approach it. Yeah, and that's I think true. It helped in the long run. That's true. A lot of people like to retreat from it, and that's fine too. It's it's your own personal journey, isn't it? I'm speaking yep. with uh, Triple J's. Uh, uh, the Racket, uh, Lachlan Watt, and of course uh, the lead singer with the heavy metal band Run, having a chat with him about all of this. So the creative process, now you've already mentioned it, obviously uh, it's probably a weird thing to say. Uh, having the diagnosis helped in the creative process, did it? Um, I guess like I, it, I got had the seizure that kicked it all off halfway through recording and finishing the writing of the band's first EP. Right. And it... um. There was one song that was that we hadn't finished writing it that was always meant to be a very aggressive uh angry song and I hadn't kind of nutted out what that song was about yet. And then that happened and it was like, okay, well, this song's about finding out there's a tumor in your brain and going into hospital. And then that gave us a and because of the the, the surgery that was required, we had a deadline get put on when I had to have be finished by. So we had to kind of hu- hurry towards the finish line. And get the record done. Okay. Yeah. And then, then moving forward, uh, like last year, we put out a, a single called "Everyone's Cancelled, Everything's Cancer," and I just kind of really tried to bundle up everything about the pandemic and cancer because I went through that almost simultaneously. Tried to bundle up all that negativity into just one song, so I could spit it out and get back back to what I kind of was trying to do with Run in the first yeah, place, right. which was yeah. sort of. Uh, sing songs that are like about the, the bittersweet kind of beauty of life and the taking the pain of life and turning it into uh, something more positive, looking on the bright side of uh, everything that, that kind of uh, gets you down and whatnot. And I, we, we're just start, about to start releasing a new record over the coming months that I think because I did that song, I, was, I just got rid of all the nastiness that it was building up on my chest and... Mm. Was like okay, let's uh, that the slate's clean now. We can move forward, and because you know my whole experience with all of this is, has been that even though cancer is ho- horrible and awful and was the most painful and tribute like most mm. tribulation I've ever faced. Um, overall, I think the experience was in fact quite beautiful in the way that it makes me appreciate what I have and those around me and just illuminated all the, the good things about life and just how important and uh, amazing it is to actually be alive and know that life is a gift. And that's where I want to kind of push my creative energy these days. And that's what we've done with this new record that we're about to start releasing. So yeah, it is, I try not to make cancer the, uh, try not to focus on my illness as being like what defines my art. So, um, yeah, 
on that, but you definitely cannot um, remove it from my story. No, of course you can't. Well, interesting way you've uh, approached it, mate. It is because uh, I suppose some, and you know, a lot of uh, stars have done this. Uh, they put their personal life in a series of songs and sort of never stop writing about their personal challenges. But you've decided, obviously, to write that one. Uh, there it is, the big C. Now move on. Is that it? Yeah. Then there's like a lot of artwork that was around that um, era of the band that actually um, had images of my brain. Like I'm wearing a shirt right now that we released a few years ago while I was just recovering from chemo and trying to uh, get the band off the ground that actually has like a, a pattern on it that's taken from the very, uh, like a microscopic yeah, right. close-up of the very specific type of cancer that I had and has scans of my brain that like post-surgery scans so there's no tumour left. We use those for the everyone's cancelled, everything's cancer artwork. And then I'd even got put in like scans of that actually got put inside like a see-through vinyl pressing of cool. that single yeah, that's cool yeah and i think i think by the time we'd done that i was like all right that's about as far as it can go no more putting cancer at the front and center of my art yeah exactly as i say move on mate if you're comfortable to say uh, an update on your current health uh, status regarding the brain cancer i had a uh, an mri just two days ago every like i get one every three months just to to make yep. sure and I don't know what the results of that latest scan are yet. I'll find out in a week or so. But for the last uh, year since my second false alarm surgery, there's been no changes detected on the scans. So it's the kind of thing they're never going to be able to say, you're done, you're all good, but it's mm. all looking good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, you cut that word's used a lot, that word remission, but you sometimes can't use it, can you? Um, I Yeah, I, I haven't actually ever really heard that yeah. used in my case because there's there's no actual no that's cancer right. cells um, that have been like when they did my second surgery there was no active cancer cells found it was just it was just pure scar tissue that they took out so gotcha. Gotcha. I don't really know about the medical specifics of the the terminology no. when it comes to that uh, I, I would assume that remission is is like cancer kind of retreating yeah well forget but the medical whereas, yeah forget the medical we could just say at this point in time all good yeah 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 yeah. So can I ask you uh, your perspective uh, on life and priorities? Because, you know, sometimes you will sit there and, and think about the cancer and your relationship. Has that changed at all uh, since the diagnosis and, uh, and treatment? Um, yeah, it just it kind of, the thing I was talking about earlier with just that, that validation that I felt of what I'd done with my life, I guess it sort of reinforced that idea and just made me want to, continue pursuing music because I've already dedicated my life so much to that. And that, you know, when you're, you're growing up and you're doing something that's typically a young person's thing with alternative music, it can get a little bit daunting as you get older and mm. wondering or not, is this the right thing for me to keep doing as I grow older? But I feel quite confident in that fact that that's what I want to do now. But at the same time, uh, I am very much interested in, continuing to build a home and look towards building a family with my now wife. Because when I got the, uh, got the diagnosis of the needing the second surgery, me and my then girlfriend just decided this is, this cancer's coming back. Like I'm probably going to die from it eventually. Right. Mm. So we just cashed in all our chips, spent all our savings, went to the Maldives and eloped and, <laughs> and now we're married. And I, I, 
definitely um definitely was never really someone that thought i was going to get married and uh it kind of just really hurried things along i suppose and um i'm that's what i mean when i say i have new life goals would like to look look towards the future in terms of i think my main goals at the moment are to make an album with run mm. and hopefully get overseas with the band at some point but at the same time i'm very very interested in starting a family and just building a, a good base to do that from yeah, fantastic. I mean, that's when you actually do realise what your priorities are, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, it's been uh, just terrific to talk to you, and uh, uh, this is uh, Lachlan Watt, host of Triple J's The Racket and singer of the heavy metal band Run, and from here, uh, onward and upward, mate. That's right. Thank you very much for the chat. We very much appreciate it, and all I'd just like to say is all the best, mate, all the best. Thank you so much, Tim. Thanks for having me. Lachlan Watt. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.